Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Big things coming for that company in 2024. I'm telling you how to look out. Look, I'm excited for this show. It is the playoffs. It is the wild card weekend, super wild card, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. I am excited for this upcoming game, and I know you are too, so we are going to have you covered every which way possible for this upcoming contest. In the first half, I we go behind enemy lines. We've been doing this all year, folks. Maybe you're just finding the podcast, but every Friday, I bring on a guest from one of our affiliates at Fans First Sports Network. There's been a couple occasions where I've had to go outside that realm because we don't have an affiliate for a team. But in this case, we do. Silas Whittle, who covers the Buffalo Bills for Fans First, was kind enough to join me in the first half of this show. And then in the second half, very excited to have Jeremy Jerome Betts on for the All Bets Are Off segment where we are going to talk all things Wild Card Weekend, game predictions, our predictions for Steelers, Bills. We're going to go over the injury report and all the latest news and rumors like, oh my gosh, are they going to move the game to Cleveland? We're going to talk about all that stuff. And make sure you stay till the very end for a very special heart-to-heart. After this quick break, we'll be right back with Silas Whittle in the Behind Enemy Line segment. Stay tuned. Be right back. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. What's up, Steeler fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Behind Enemy Lines podcast, part of the Friday Let's Ride podcast here on the Steel Curtain Network. And I am excited for this show, why it's a playoff game, and the Steelers didn't have one of these last year. But I have Silas Whittle with me. He is the one that does our Buffalo Bills coverage for fans for Sports Network. Silas, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. I'm great, Jeff. Thanks for having me. No problem. And I gotta have, I gotta ask you right off the bat about the the overarching thought of the Buffalo Bills fan base. The Buffalo Bills have had quite the season, ups and downs. There was one point where everyone thought they were left for dead. They win five in a row to finish the season, and they are in not just winning, but winning the AFC East, having the number two seed in the conference. Pretty impressive turnaround. I have to think though, when they look at the Steelers especially after 2022's game, the 38 to three thumping in Buffalo. They have to be pretty confident, right? I mean, what's the, what are the fans saying about this AFC wildcard game this Sunday at one o'clock? I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, The majority of the fans um, that, that really don't may may not pay attention as closely to the, uh, to the game as, as some of us do. Um, They're kind of looking past this game. Um, 
you know, the Mason Rudolph's a backup quarterback. Uh, no TJ Watt. So uh, they just, I think, I think, I think your casual Bills fan watcher is just like, all right, the Steelers are not that great of a team. We are, we should, you know, we're looking forward to playing uh, Kansas City in the next round. Mm. However, now, if, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, however, uh, those of us who do follow football closely and, ha- and have watched the uh, the Steelers over the last few weeks, ever since Mason Rudolph took uh, took over for um, you know the Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky uh, merry-go-round, uh, you can see the offense has that big playability. Um, you know, Mason's been able to get the ball downfield. Uh, at a much at a much more efficient clip than than the other quarterbacks, uh, Pickens is happier, which is which is always good. NFL young boy, as, as they like to call him. Um, you know, Deontay's producing. The run game's been producing really really well. Uh, he Mason's Mason's played a really really good efficient brand of football. If I if I'm not mistaken, he hasn't turned it over yet. I don't think he's had an interception yet. So. Um, hey, you know, you can't, you can't beat that. You know, you know, I know a lot about interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> so no, Mason Rudolph has not thrown an interception since he has started in the three game winning streak. He did have a fumble against Baltimore in those hor- horrendous conditions at MT bank stadium, uh, in week 18. So let me ask you this though. You, I, I'm glad that you, you answered my follow-up question, which was yes, the casual bills fan is overlooking the Steelers, but those that pay close attention might not be. Is there a part of this game, though, maybe it's the on the Buffalo side of things and not necessarily having anything to do with the Steelers. Is there a part of this game, though, that is like, man, this makes me uneasy? Or are you super confident about the Bills to do the job and move on to the divisional round? Uh, well, for me, it's the combination of the weather forecast mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, Jalen Warren. I think you guys have started to um, implement some third team personnel and yep. have really uh kind of you know bullied your way into a uh a, a really really efficient run game a really productive run game as well um I, I do like the screen i do like the fact that you guys employ a lot of screens uh that's really good for a quarterback that you're not truly comfortable with holding on to the football you want to get the ball out kind of quick when you're dealing with mason rudolph or you know, a backup quarterback. So you want to get the ball out quick and, and you guys are doing it. It's working. You have the athletes to do it. Um, the uh, kid out of Memphis is extremely fast that you guys took, I think last year or the year before. Um, yeah. George Pickens is a, is a handful, whatever he has the ball in his hands. And, um, you know, Fryer moves coming back from the injury. Uh, you know, he's been a safety blanket in the middle of the field. So, uh, you guys are able to attack everywhere. Jalen Warren is absolutely explosive when he can get uh, his legs turning, um, you know, out on the perimeter. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you you, you have the thunder and lightning uh, running back duo. You have a quarterback that is uh, definitely going to uh, get the ball out and and play smart and and not hurt the team. And you have a defense that. Typically, every year finishes somewhere near the top 10. I think this year, uh, according to DVOA, you guys are uh, like 
top six or seven, somewhere around there. Um, so, you know, defense is playing well. Although you're missing TJ White, you still have guys like um, Nick Herbert out of Wisconsin. You still got Keanu Benton. You still have Hayward uh, coming back from the injury. Um, you still have, you know, Hyde Smith with his double-digit sacks and guys like Marcus Golden, um, you know, Patrick Peterson and JPJ out there in the uh, secondary uh, who – who's having a great year after, you know, kind of slipping in the draft a little bit. So uh, th- there's definitely some weapons on both sides of the football that 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 worry me when you couple it with the uh, weather forecast, which looks like it's going to be snow during the yeah. game. Let me ask you a question about Josh Allen. Now, Josh Allen is a phenomenal athlete. He's a phenomenal talent. He has arm talent to spare. But there have been games where he's had some stinkers. Now, my question for you is, is there anything that you can think of, a common denominator that the opposition is doing in those games that equate to him maybe turning the ball over at a higher rate than you're used to or just not having a good game? What are, is there anything, I should say, that defenses are doing that is kind of confusing or getting him out of his comfort zone? What is that? Um, I think when you get to Josh Allen early, it it, it – kind of has an effect on the rest of the game. Now I will give the I'll give an offensive line a lot of credit. They have had they have not been they haven't been the most consistent unit on the team, but they've probably been the best unit on the team. And um you know Josh just sometimes doesn't trust the offensive line if they get broke down if they if they're breaking down early and he will uh he will take unnecessary chances. Yeah. Um yeah, so you know, they, I I can't, I really can't pinpoint anything that the defense is doing because I don't think that it's anything that the defense is doing. Like I, I talk to uh, Bills fans on Twitter and 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 in real life, and and you know, I we have these conversations at the beginning of the year, and it's like, bro, the who's the team you're most worried about this year when it comes to the to the Buffalo Bills? It's like. Dude, the Buffalo Bills, because we do so many things to put us in predicaments where we're going to lose a game. Case in point, for for example, Denver. You know, we did everything correct in the fourth quarter to get the desired outcome, which was a missed field goal and a walk-off win and had 12 men on the field. Um, Josh Allen throws an interception right before halftime, allowing Denver to triple dip. Uh, with uh, three field goals and, you know, essentially make this a two-score game that didn't need to be a two-score game. Just, you know, things like that. The Jets game, first game of the season. Uh, the, the Just the decisions were – I'm just sitting there and I, I want to sit down and grab a uh, and, and grab a, 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 a tablet and sit next to them and say, show me on the tablet what you saw because what I saw – tells me you should have thrown it away. So I'm trying to figure out what you saw that I might be missing. And it's been like that all year. This has probably been his worst year when it comes to uh, – I don't want to say it's his worst year with turnovers, but it's this is the worst decision-making year I've ever seen. And, I'm, I mean, I'm taking that back to rookie year, Josh Allen. Wow. This is the worst. This is the worst by far. Well- I even think back to the end of the first half in the week 18 game in Miami when they were driving down the field, no timeouts left. He throws an in-cutting route, which gets stopped short of the goal line, and they don't get the field goal unit out on time because they don't have time now. They can't clock it, and they they go into halftime with no points. 
sometimes those decisions in the playoffs can absolutely kill you. So I understand what you're saying in that regard. I do want to ask about injuries. Gabe Davis is obviously the big name that most people are worried about. Uh, what are we hearing uh, out of Buffalo? Are there any other players that are banged up that Steeler fans should know about? Maybe even if they play that they might not be a hundred percent. Well, Ty Johnson is in concussion protocol, um, but the, the expectation is that he will, um, he'll clear. Uh, Terrell Dodson went out with a shoulder injury, I believe. I think Terrell Dodson went out with a shoulder injury. Um, he's trending towards playing, so we're not really too, too worried about him. And we also got Baylor Spector back, um, seventh-round linebacker out of Clemson. We took two years ago, extremely athletic kid, uh, a little bit bigger than a little bit bigger than Dodson, a little bit faster, a little more athletic, a little more of a natural uh, all-purpose linebacker. Uh, he was, had he not been injured, he probably would have been playing Dodson snaps throughout the season. So we feel confident that um, even if Dodson can't go, we have uh, – we have our guy, uh, uh, Baylor Spector, to, to pop in there. And then um, Russell Douglas left out. Uh, Douglas left out of the game. Uh, I think it was a knee injury. And, um, you know, we were extremely worried because we lost Trey White early in the year to an, uh, to an Achilles. And, um, and you know, uh, you know, just, just, just seeing Rasul leave the game, it, it, it definitely uh, had me worried as a Bills fan. But he's he's he came back out. Um, he could have he said he could have gone back in and played. So um, we're not too worried about him. Gabe Davis, though, uh, the what 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 I what I what I'm hearing is it's a PCL sprain, um, and they're just going to keep monitoring him and see if he can go. I thought the offense function. Pretty well without Gabe Davis on the field, yeah. to be honest with you. Uh, I think that I, I think it was more efficient. I feel like Gabe not being there allowed Josh to not worry about involving Gabe in the game. He was just kind of able to play football. Like, I got to get it to Diggs, and then the rest of you guys get open, and it's coming. So um, I don't know if Gabe plays. Uh, if he doesn't, you'll see Sherfield probably get the start. Um, and you know, he'll, and you'll see a lot more of uh, Khalil Shakir, All but right. I mean, if it's about snow, who cares? We, we're running a football of 12 personnel. So <laughs> there you go. Now it could be a ground and pound game on both sides of the field for sure. If the snow does come that they're uh, calling for now, what's interesting, uh, before I let you have a chance to ask me some questions, I do this every time I have a guest on the show, but I do want to ask you, out of all the wildcard games, AFC and NFC, this is the largest spread in all of them. Buffalo Bills are giving the Steelers 10 points with a total of only 36 points. So the, the sports books clearly are thinking that the, the weather is going to hamper scoring. So I don't need a score prediction from you, but I do, I'm curious what you think this game will look like, how it's trending, and which way you're leaning. So how, how do you think this is going to play out on Sunday? I, I think that this is, I think that this is a McDermott special game. Like this is one of those games where Sean McDermott tells the offense, don't hurt us. We'll take care of the rest. Um, Sean McDermott does an excellent job with confusing quarterbacks with uh, pre-snap motion throughout the defense. He disguises coverages very well. You could see non you could see nine guys in a box and get a three man rush. You could see 
three guys in the box or four guys in the box and get two rushers from the 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 line and and the ends drop out and then you have a safety and a and a and a, and a nickel blitzing off the edge like he does an excellent job of just kind of disguising what he wants to do um that 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 helped that that goes hand in hand with what the the defensive line wants to do which is um you know daquan jones take as much as you can as far as a double team at oliver penetrate with your you know penetrate through the middle one-on-one and force the quarterback into the arms of six foot seven uh gregory rousseau or six foot six leonard floyd or whenever von miller decides to wake up from you know whatever he's going through right now uh von miller when he gets out there we got other guys to aj Epidessa, um shaq lawson yeah. Uh, Kingsley Jonathan when he gets a jersey. So, you know, the 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 job this game is going to be field position, um, playing sound defense, looking to uh force the Steelers into uh long down situations where we gotta take the running backs away. And now we're making Mason Rudolph a focal point of what the Steelers want to do offensively. That's the goal here. So um All right. Yeah, that's great. No, it's a good breakdown. I love it. Do you have any questions about the Pittsburgh Steelers and on, on my side of things that uh, you've obviously know the team well after your answers so far that you've seen, but uh, I always ask my guests during this segment, if they have any questions about the Steelers side of things. Yeah. Well, my mother's a Steelers fan. Oh, uh, I have a couple her. of friends that are Steelers fans here. <laughs> yeah. So um, I do know the team really, really well. One of the guys that I do um, a lot of my, uh, you know, off-season draft stuff with. He's a huge Steelers fan. He's actually going up to the game this year. So we talk, you know, we talk ball all the time. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I I know that T.J. Watt is out. I know that Highsmith is your other guy. Um, what do you feel, how do you, like, what do you think the Steelers are going to prepare more for? Um, you know, Buffalo drafted Josh Allen to be able to throw in hurricanes, tornadoes, blizzards, and any other natural disaster that Mother Nature can cook up <laughs> because he can do it. We watched yeah. him do it. So um, they, the passing game is not out of the question. So what do you think uh, – what, what do you think the plan is defensively to kind of corral this Bill's offense? A lot of it's going to depend on Minka Fitzpatrick, in my opinion. And he he has not been cleared. Mike Tomlin said he's optimistic that you know he's going to be back. He was he practiced all last week prior to week 18, just was not active for the game. I think because of the conditions in that field, they were probably concerned about his knee. If he's in there, I could absolutely see him being in the box a lot, not only to help with the run support, but also to spy Josh Allen a little bit to minimize his ability to use his legs and create that in that way. And it also goes that DeMonte KZ's back off suspension. Trenton Thompson is back probably with his neck injury. So with the fact that they're getting some help back in the secondary, Patrick Peterson should be able to slide back to cornerback. This limit Levi Wallace's snaps, which is a good thing for the Steelers secondary. That will live that it will allow them to help against the run because Mink is a great tackler but it will also give them the support in the back end to protect. It's not going to look the same. I really don't think it will. With TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, you say pin your ears back. If the coverage can just hold up for a few seconds, we'll probably get to the quarterback. It might be a little bit reversed where 
let's spy the quarterback, let's play in coverage, and let's see if we can force him into a mistake. And in that, if that, if Cam Hayward maybe has a, I don't know, a game like he used to have last year before his groin injury in week one of this season, where he's putting pressure up the middle, Larry ogunjobi has been playing better towards the end of the season. I think it's going to look different. Pressure is going to come from different areas, but if getting Minka back will be an absolute huge get for the Steelers in that regard, in my opinion. Uh, my next question is, are you worried about, uh, like, when you hear, you know, the Steelers, we made it, we made it again, guys, we got in. Uh, the reward is going to Orchard Park and playing Buffalo in the snow. Um, you know, what, like, what goes through your mind? Like, what, what, like, what's the, what's the, what's the thought process? Well, whenever I hear going to Buffalo in the snow, I immediately go back to Le'Veon Bell's uh, unbelievable game that he had in the snow in Buffalo where he himself gained more yards than the bills did as a team. Uh, so that those were good memories. Uh, I look at the alternative. If, if it would have gone another way on Sunday night football, the Steelers would have been going to Kansas city playing in zero degree tempers with minus 13 wind chills. So it wasn't ideal either way, but Pittsburgh's a, an outdoor stadium team. They're in cold weather. They're used to it. They're used to the snow and all that fun stuff. I'm looking forward. I think this game is going to be closer than people think. And I'm not about to sit here and say, take the Steelers on the money line, but a 10 point spread, that's really aggressive to me. So I think, I think the Steelers are going to keep it close. I think they might surprise you. They've given up a massive amount of points in their th- previous three playoff games, none under 40. It's going to come down to the first quarter of this game. They have to weather the storm literally and figuratively keep it close going into halftime. Give yourself a chance in the second half. If the Steelers have done anything this year, they've been very opportunistic. They're tied with the NFL lead in the regular season and and turnover differential. So getting a timely turnover, we know Josh Allen can do that. So that's my thoughts on the game. There you go. Um, So the Steelers are one of the more more penalized teams uh, on the road. But you you guys got to be happy about Carl Sheffers and his uh, unit being the the officiating crew because they notoriously call like the least amount of penalties out of all of the crews. Um, This, this, this has the, this has the potential to be a sloppy game, but I'm, I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for early snow and clear skies for the game. Yeah. That's what I would hope for. Uh, So um, without, you know, we know, we know the guys that we know, we know the studs. Right. JPJ has been a stud this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Fitzpatrick, you know, all, all pro. Mick is an all pro. Uh, Cam's an all pro. Alex Highsmith, if he hasn't gotten one already, he should be knocking on the door very, very soon. Um, who are you expect? Who? Who's the guy that you're expecting or the guy on each side of the ball that you're expecting to step up and show out that Bill's Mafia has never heard of? doesn't know who he is. I would say that if there's a player on offense, because the Steelers don't have a huge array of weapons. Everyone knows Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, Deontay Johnson, and George Pickens. And and even most NFL fans know Pat Fryermuth. So if there's a player that's not one of those people that are listed, I'd say watch out for Connor Hayward, both in the run game and as a receiver. He's kind of that Swiss army knife guy that they use in a lot of different ways, sometimes in a fullback role, sometimes as a lead blocker. But he also has really good athleticism and really good hands. So keep your eye out for number 83, Connor Hayward. On the defensive side, I'm going to say watch out for Keanu Benton, number 95, rookie out of Wisconsin. 
He's a second round draft pick. He's kind of the forgotten pick, but he has played some really good football for the Steelers this year. He has been a bright spot on that defensive front. Uh, Montrevious Adams got hurt earlier this year and he came in and he didn't miss a beat. He's gotten better and better every single week. They call him the dancing bear because he's huge, but he's really athletic, has a wrestling background. So I'd say look for number 95, Keanu Benton on the defense. There you go. So, all right, good. You know, Jeff, I had a, uh, had a small wish list in the off season for the draft. Uh, Keanu Benton was at the top of it. (laughs) Wrestling background falls right in with Sean McDermott, who was a wrestler throughout high school and college. Um, He just, and I mean, the kid came from Wisconsin. I think, I think Buffalo loves the kids out of like Wisconsin and Iowa. And we never get like, we just never get them. Um, I think the last guy we got, uh, well, with via free agency was um, Mike Hyde. I don't know if we've gotten anybody else, but we love those guys. Those guys are hard-nosed football players. They they play the game the right way. They're tough. They're well coached. They're coachable. So, uh, yeah, you definitely got to you definitely got to really, really, really go with Keanu Benton. I shed a couple of tears watching the Steelers. <laughs> Well, I want to give you an opportunity to to talk about your feed. So if anyone wants to catch your stuff, whether they're maybe a Bills fan watching live, uh, watching on YouTube or hearing this in, in some way, shape or form, tell them about your feed and where they can find you on social media. Absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, you can find me on Twitter at Whittle 2 k I mean, I, they're calling it X now. I'm, I'm too old to call it X. This <laughs> is going to be Twitter until it's not. Um, I'm, I'm Whittle 2 k on all social media platforms. Uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube, we have a uh, podcast, which is actually the name of the, uh, of the, the bill channel here, uh, the coast to coast, uh, New Jersey podcast. So if you go to, if you go look us up, it's coast to coast. I mean, you can go to my Twitter uh, profile. I have a link there links you right to the YouTube. There you go. Um, or you can find me on, 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 uh, fan first sports network at the, uh, coast to coast, uh, the coast to coast channel. Uh, yeah. we're, we're implementing some new stuff. We have a uh, a fir- we have um, uh, a, a little segment we're going to start tomorrow actually called Rumblings from the Herd, where we have uh, random Bills, Bills fans. They don't know each other. They're from all parts <laughs> of the country. They're from actually we we might we might be able to get um, a couple people from uh, from uh, our, our uh, UK and our UK nice. chapter out there uh, but they they can only do like saturdays during the right. day or something but um we have we have four lined up to uh come in and i'm just going to throw some topics bills related that we all know and love if you're a bills fan trust me these topics will hit home and we're just going to discuss it i just want to get the fans an opportunity to uh have their voices heard you know all the time we hear the coaches we hear the players yeah we hear the content creators but we never really hear from the fans so uh, this is an opportunity for the fans to have their voices heard. We're going to switch out the fans every week. It won't be the same for, um, you know, and we'll keep this going as long as we can. Love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you for the time. Enjoy the game. And uh, we'll be talking. Take it easy. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Appreciate no it. See you.
right, Steeler fans, it is Friday. It's the second half of the Let's Ride podcast, and it's time for the All Bets Are Off segment with Jeremy Jerome Betts as we get ready for the wild card game. Jeremy, what's up? Oh, not much, Jeff. Just uh, happy to be here talking wild card football. I can't believe this Pittsburgh Steelers team is here, but it is true. And I think they deserve to be here. I'm going to go out on a limb and and maybe be different than some others. I think they deserve to be there. Ten wins is nothing to to shake your head at. And I'm excited for what lies ahead. Yeah, and last week we talked about it, and you kind of said that you don't think they're going to get in. I said it's unlikely, but I gave them a chance, and it comes out that – Hey, the Jacksonville Jaguars choke. That's fine. No one's going to complain about yep. that. The Steelers are in. I wanted to do this show different. You know, normally we talk about the week prior and stuff like that. Screw that. No one cares about that Ravens game at this point. We are all yep. focused on these one game season, the wild card game in Buffalo, which by the way, they're now considering if there's a state of emergency in Western New York, that they might have to move this game to the, to the dump of stadium in Cleveland. <laughs> What are your thoughts on that, Jeremy? And let's talk, talk about the weather in general. Yeah. Uh, just on moving it to Cleveland, I think that's highly unlikely. Um, uh, it would be the last case scenario uh, for, for this game. I, I, they want it to be in Buffalo in front of uh, Bill's Mafia. Um, the NFL wants that. Buffalo wants that. I mean, if you're the Steelers, uh, it you might want it too, uh, with the weather being the way it's supposed to be. I think it plays a major advantage for the Steelers, and uh, some might disagree with that too. But uh, I, I really do think that the, the Pittsburgh Steelers going into Buffalo with um, the not just cold weather and and potential for snow, but with the wind factor as well in this game, I, I think it could absolutely be huge um, in in how this game plays out. And you'll actually see that in my score prediction later as well um it, it's it's going to uh, outside of kansas city miami obviously um this week it's going to be the the most intense weather um uh, in a playoff game maybe ever um as far as the wind goes so we will see how how it plays out but very intrigued by how uh, both teams will prepare for what could be one of the nastiest games of the year yeah, so hey, let's start right off the bat with the injury report. So this is typical typical uh, Friday snooze here. We don't have the official injury report because they're not playing on Saturday. Right. So here's what we have. Steelers, great report on Thursday. Uh, they had everyone back. The only player that didn't practice on Thursday, Cam Hayward was limited for rest, not injury-related. Mm -hmm. And TJ Watt, we know he's not going to play. Yeah. That's it. Other than that, everyone was back. Najee Harris. Minka Fitzpatrick, Landon Roberts, Isaac Samalu. They were all back at practice. The Steelers are about as healthy as a team could be heading into yep. the 18th game of the season. And so and then you flip the script to Buffalo. Let's look at Thursday. Interesting stuff here. So Josh Allen's been on the on the report, but he's a full participant with a neck injury. Tackled Deion Dawkins with a hand, didn't practice on Thursday. He actually went the wrong way, was limited on Wednesday, then doesn't practice on Thursday, Gabe Davis didn't practice for a second straight day. Tyler Dodson with a shoulder. He didn't practice. Rasul Douglas, cornerback with a knee. He didn't practice. Leonard Floyd was given the day off. Ty Johnson starting to work his way back from a concussion. Uh, and then you have Taylor Rapp with a calf didn't practice. Wide receiver yeah. Deontay Hardy with her personal reasons didn't practice. And Dawson Knox with an illness didn't practice. So maybe there's a little bit of a bug going around Buffalo 
quite the yeah. contrast in the actual injury reports. Jeremy, what are your thoughts on that? Well, this is worst case scenario news for the Bills outside of Josh Allen missing time uh, or Stefan Diggs, maybe. Uh, Gabe Davis is as explosive a weapon on the outside as anybody in the league. He's inconsistent, but that doesn't negate the fact that he's one of the best big play threats in all of football. And then you've got cornerback Rasul Douglas, who's played like an all pro since coming over from Green Bay for the, the Bills. And when they were losing ball games early in the season, it was because their secondary couldn't hang with some of the better receivers in the league because they just didn't have anybody back there. Um, their first round pick a couple years ago, uh, Kair Elam, uh, hasn't worked out. They've been uh, running Christian Benford back there, who was a fourth round pick that same year. Um, so it's been it's been an issue for them. And Rasul Douglas kind of came in and solidified that. And so now his injury uh, compiled with Taylor Rapp's injury, who had the game ceiling INT against Miami, uh, that really, really uh, sends their secondary uh, in the wrong direction as far as health goes. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh getting healthy at the right time in the secondary, it's it's a major boost for the Steelers. It, it could be a huge bummer for the, the Bills and um, really starting to, to look like that if the Bills want to uh, hold up this this massive uh, spread that they've been given at that point minus nine and a half or whatever it is right now um, that, that they're going to really need Josh Allen to put on the Cape and and lead them to, to glory because this is going to be a, a team that is compromised from a, from a health perspective. Yeah. And so I said this on multiple podcasts, talked about this in the first half when we had our guest on for behind enemy lines, when he was asking me some questions And, you know, the absence of T.J. Watt is huge. No one is going to downplay that. The Steelers have won one game since he has been in the organization since 2017 when he has not played. However, if you're going to counteract that in any way, in my opinion, you get Minka Fitzpatrick back. And then you get DeMonte KZ back. And not that those two players alone are good enough to negate what T.J. Watt does, but a couple things here. T.J. Watt's absence, Mike Tomlin said it, I agree 100%. They're better equipped now than maybe ever to deal with a TJ Watt injury. Alex Highsmith is more experienced. He's more well-rounded, in my opinion. You have uh, Marcus Golden, Nick Herbig. I think Nick Herbig, is the, from a skill set standpoint, is as close to the what the Steelers have in terms of TJ Watt, in terms of bend, athleticism, pass rushing, prowess, stuff like that. But when Minka comes back, and Eric Rowe has been playing the way that he's been playing, you look at this secondary now, you're like, okay, Patrick Peterson could go back to corner. That's interesting. You say, all right, well, Minka might be able to play in the box. Stop the run. Spy Josh Allen. They could use that help in the box. Uh, You look at Eric Rowe and his flexibility. Patrick Peterson could also flex in the dime to more of a safety role. They have options now. And this is from a, a, a simple series of events where you're looking at things and saying, wow, what in the heck? Are they going to do? I mean, safety, they were down to the bare bones players. I mean, they're pulling guys off the practice squad. They're moving cornerbacks to safety. All this stuff's going on. It's insane what the Steelers have done in terms of keeping this team together with some sticks and duct tape. So, yeah, I think they have options now. And I think that the options that they have, no, it's not TJ Watt. You're not going to get TJ Watt back. But I will say this, and I'll get your opinion, Jeremy. Having Minka back gives them options and maybe a way for them to change things up prior to the playoffs. Cause I think, it, I think Josh Allen can be confused. You agree or disagree. 
I, I do think he can. I, I think that he has, um, he, he can be rattled and, and taken out of his game and, and forced into mistakes. If, if the defense is playing proper coverage and, um, you know, it, it, it is, it is one of those situations where, um, where Allen does just so much for his team. And you're talking about a guy who led the league in touchdowns accounted for when you include his rushing production as well. Um, and then you, you get a little bit of the, of the uh, gunslinger issues that sometimes we would see with Roethlisberger too, where he can be a little loose with the football and, and you take that bad because of all the good he can do for you. But in individual games, it can be an issue. And so for Pittsburgh, one of the huge is, getting enough pressure on him up front to force him to uh, not be able to just do whatever he wants back there. And if that happens, I think that the Steelers secondary has the pieces now, has the horses now on the back end to trip him up, to force him into some uh, poor decision. That area where Allen is, is known to force uh, the ball into his playmakers and then uh, maybe you get a Steelers interception that, that keeps the score down. And, and that's a huge uh, potential in this game. So uh, I think as far as like the, the key defensively there, it does still begin up front for me. I, I you're going to, you're going to have to have pressure from Alex Highsmith, Marcus Golden, uh, Nick Herbig. Those guys are going to have to get after him. Uh, and don't forget the interior guys as well, who are healthy. Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi and Keanu Benton are, are a pretty, fearsome trio in inside and if they can pressure up the middle um then this could this could be a long day for buffalo if you include this situation and the weather now josh allen is superman and he can he can eliminate a lot of those things all by himself so that plays into this as well if you're just looking at schematics though the steelers could have uh, a chance to confuse him all right, let's do some predictions. Let's do real quick predictions for the other AFC wildcard games. Just see what you sure. think. Let's start off with the first game. We have the Cleveland Browns going down to Houston. Who do you have in this one? This one is is very close to me because you've got a really, really good offense in Houston uh, against maybe the league's stingiest defense as far as yards go. They haven't been that way for points necessarily. But I, I believe the Texans and, and Browns played earlier, and the Browns kind of handled business pretty easily against Houston this season. Um, I, I do think C.J. Stroud could be the difference in this game. I don't trust Joe Flacco uh, to make a, a long run into the postseason here. I, I know he's played well, but the, the Browns have, I think, been very, very fortunate uh, in, in the games that they've won in a lot of cases just because it, it doesn't work out that way where – you, you bring in a 38-year-old quarterback off, off the street, really, and, and he leads you to, to glory. It's going to be a tough go for the Browns. I think the Texans rebound and get the win in, in matchup 2.0 here. Uh, I think it'll be a little bit more high scoring uh, as well, uh, something maybe 33 to, to 27 um, in favor of the Texans. I think that, that that offense, specifically in Houston, has a chance to be special at home in front of a crowd that is ready for – a playoff relevance again yeah uh this is my upset special here i think the houston texans are going to get to either not to get to joe flacco but they're going to joe flacco's turned the ball over to ridiculous clips since coming back into the league if that's the one way you're going to lose this game is by turning the ball over so i wouldn't be shocked if cleveland wins but at the same yeah. time this is my upset special of the week let's go to the next game 
the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Miami Dolphins. We've all heard about the weather. I just saw an update today that states that the actual temperature, the real temperature at kickoff for an 8 o'clock game Eastern time is going to be in the single digits. And that wind chills with gusts up towards of 40 miles an hour could be as low as minus 20 degrees. It's going to be horrible for this Miami Dolphins team. You don't turn on the air conditioning and and get that down in South Beach. So, Jeremy, I think I'm leaning towards the Chiefs in this game because of those all those different things. Although, hey, anything can happen. But at the same time, I'm leaning towards the Chiefs. What about you? I'm actually picking this is my upset special. I think the Dolphins okay. going to Arrowhead, and I think they win this football game. Um, and I think you have the revenge game factor with Tyreek Hill, but you True. also have a Kansas City team that, in perfect weather, has had trouble holding on to footballs. I mean, yeah. everybody down to Travis Kelsey. And uh, I actually trust Miami and their ability to run the football more than I do Kansas City. Um, I think Raheem Mostert, he's questionable to play in this game, but I think, um, he, he would be on track, uh, to play. And if that is the case, you're, you're also potentially getting Jalen Waddle back on this offense. I, I know that the dolphins, uh, it doesn't make sense that they would go into arrowhead in the cold and play well being down from Miami, but we've seen that not matter, uh, at times for teams. And, uh, it really just depends on if you can, take advantage of your matchups. And I think that the Miami Dolphins offense has more matchup nightmares um, for the Chiefs to handle than the Chiefs offense does for the Dolphins defense to handle. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins as my upset pick this week um, in the wildcard round. All right, let's get to the game. We all care about the Steelers bills one o'clock on Sunday, supposed to be in Orchard Park. We shall see. I have a spread of minus 10 and a total of 36 points. So with the weather the way that it is, and that total might have gone down with some of these reports coming out. Jeremy, what's your prediction? How do you see this game going? Bang the under, people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, there there was a, a fantastic article um, by Warren Sharp uh, on his website uh, detailing what wind does in uh, professional football games, especially in the wintertime. And it's some ridiculous record of, of the... the um, the over under going towards the under um, in those types of games. And you're talking about an environment here where it might be nearly impossible to throw the football for uh, large chunks of the game. Uh, There was, this is the stat that gets me, Jeff, and I'll share it with you in case you didn't get a chance to read that article um, is the fact that um, afternoon games, it is less likely for the wind to actually die down than it is at night because of, the temperature changes when the sun goes down and everything that changes the airflow. Uh, and I don't know all the specifics of it, but you're more likely to see lower wind gusts in the evening than you are during the afternoon. So they're saying gusts up to 52 miles an hour in this game and sustained winds near 30 miles per hour. That tells me that you're going to have to run the football. You're going to have to um, stop the run and, and you're going to have to maybe even abandon your game script a little bit if you're Buffalo to be able to accommodate that. And that plays into the hands of the Steelers. However, (laughs) I think that this is a very low scoring game. I think it is 13 to 13 with a couple minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I think Josh Allen does just enough with this Buffalo Bills team and gets them in field goal range. And they kick a field goal to win it 16 to 13. And they escape uh, a game that, um, I, where I think the difference in the game will be 
Josh Allen versus Mason Rudolph. And if you're going to give me those odds, I'm going to take Josh Allen every time. And I know Mason's been playing well, but I'm going to ride with Josh Allen 16 to 13 over the Steelers. I hope I'm wrong, but uh, that is my prediction. So I've got the, <clears throat> this is a shock for everyone out there listening. I mean, you're not used to this, but uh, I've got the Steelers winning this game. Now, here's the <laughs> yeah. thing. Uh, I think this is, I originally, but before the weather forecast, had this in the 20s, thinking that both teams could move the ball. I think it's going to come down to the running game. And actually, I think this is going to come down to a missed extra point. And oh, I think wow. the Steelers are going to win this game 17 to 16. Um, I see, yeah. I don't know if it's a, it's a, a tying what you think is a game tying touchdown. And then because of the wind, uh, they either abandon that and go for two and go for the win and don't get it, or they miss the extra point. I don't know. Something crazy is going to happen, but I like the Steelers here and I like the running game. If I had to pick one, I'm going to take the Steelers running game here. They're just, they're, they're moving bodies up front yeah. and that's important for me. So I'm going to have the Steelers winning this one in a tight one, 17, 16. We'll see if we're right or if we're wrong. Jeremy, the Q and a this week, is it going to be Saturday? It is Saturday morning and oh, I'm hopefully right. going to have a guest. So we'll, nice. we'll, we'll roll with it and uh, we'll answer your questions. I might even pose a few questions to the crowd to see what we got going there on. You as go. well. How Very good. Very good. We'll tell everyone where they can find you on Twitter before we, we uh, send this out. Yeah. At the bets, 93 T H E B E T Z nine, three. You can bet your bottom dollar that I will be <laughs> all over that app this weekend. Nice. I'll be live tweeting the game for the um, steel curtain network page as well. So you can uh, check out my thoughts uh, there and, uh, rooting for the Steelers. I'll have my playoff terrible towel twirling just like you, Jeff. There you go, man. I love it. Thank you very much for a great season. I think we have one more game in us though. We'll talk next week. Take it easy. See ya. All right. Thank you very much to Jeremy drone bets. I'm sorry that this show went long, but when you're talking about this upcoming game, I hope y'all didn't mind Silas and I went a little long Jeremy and I typical length. Let's finish this up though with a heart to heart yesterday, Thursday, was one of my daughter's birthdays. My oldest daughter turned 13 years old. My gosh, I have two teenagers in the house now. I cannot believe that. Uh, she is turning, well, not only has she grown into like this, my gosh, I looked the other day, she was walking down the hallway. I was like, it looks like a, another adult in the, in the house. She's grown like a foot and a half in the last year, it seems like. She's also turning into a really wonderful young woman, young lady. She's her own being, I'll tell you that. She, but I love her to death. For Savannah, my oldest daughter, I wish you nothing but the best in this upcoming year. Happy birthday. I love you. I hope you have a great day, great weekend. We're going to be traveling. I'm going to get to watch some football with some family this weekend. I'm looking forward to that. And the last thing I got to say to end this show is Steeler fans, keep the faith. Believe that this team can do something that maybe we haven't seen in a while, that they can rise up and beat a team that maybe you don't expect them to beat. That's what you got to hope for. You have to hope that this team has something special inside them. I don't care if it's Mason Rudolph, the running game, the defense, doesn't matter. You got to keep the faith. We as the fans have to keep the faith. Let the media poo-poo them, but not us. Not today. I hope you enjoy this game. I will be back on Sunday for the post-game show. You'll hear me on Monday with winners and losers. Enjoy the playoff football this weekend, folks. In the meantime, you know we finished out. Be safe. Be kind and God bless. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Sunday or Monday. Go Steelers.